baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. President Biden visits the southern border. We have the story. Nationwide gasoline prices up a dime during the holidays. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm Rodney Price. Water rebates and the Clap Park Master Plan. A couple of topics to be discussed at Tuesday's Wichita City Council meeting. That story is ahead. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. We're seeing a few clouds drift across central Kansas this morning. And with a clearing sky, temperatures run above average this afternoon. Our full forecast here in just a few minutes. Jad Chambers of traffic on this uh, Monday morning. What do you got, Jad? Northbound on I-135, pretty close to the ramp to K-96. Traffic accident being reported there, and it's starting to back up a little, so watch for a slowdown. All right, President Joe Biden wrapped up his first visit to the southern border since taking office. Fox's Mark Meredith has more from El Paso, Texas. The president started his tour in El Paso at the Bridge of the Americas, El Paso's busiest port of entry. He saw firsthand how U.S. Customs officials use technology to prevent drugs and other contraband from trying to come into the country. The White House says it is spending more money through the Infrastructure Act to beef up El Paso's border facilities, specifically about $600 million going to that port alone. Cameras were also there as the president got an up-close look at the U.S.-Mexico border, seeing along with some of members of the congressional delegation along with him what these border patrol agents are dealing with when it comes to keeping migrants from trying to cross over into the united states now late today the president also saw a migrant assistance center humanitarian groups have repeatedly said that they have simply been overwhelmed by the sheer amount of people seeking assistance the president was even asking them what do they need and they said that they simply need more resources more money more help texas governor greg abbott also met president biden on the tarmac shortly after he landed and handed the president a letter which he says outlines five different things that the president can do differently to improve border security. The extreme weather across the country during the Christmas holiday didn't just disrupt travel and power. It also led to a 10-cent jump in gasoline prices. Oil industry analyst Trilby Lundberg. The crippling cold in many cases actually idled refining capacity, creating malfunctions. Several plants around the country have had to idle important capacities And this cut into gasoline output, which then, of course, raised prices for remaining gallons. And the new national average, $3.37 a gallon. We've learned more about a pair of kidnappings that took place in southeast Wichita last week. Police say a 13-year-old girl was forced into a car Wednesday afternoon and sexually assaulted. The next day, a 10-year-old girl and a 7-year-old boy were offered a ride from a stranger. The children were released a short time later, but the girl had been sexually assaulted. With the help of the young boy, police were able to find a suspect, identified as 21-year-old Manasseh Ward. He was arrested on multiple charges, including aggravated kidnapping and indecent liberties with a child. Bond was set at $1 million. Laura Kelly is preparing to be sworn in for a second term as Kansas governor. She's facing a legislature with a new hard-right state attorney general. 
Governor Kelly and her statewide elected officials are scheduled to take their oaths of office in a ceremony at noon today. That includes her inaugural address, and she's often used her major public speeches to promote bipartisanship. The Wichita City Council has a handful of new items to discuss at Tuesday's meeting. The council will discuss the Clap Park Master Plan. Funding will be used to study, design, and implement improvements to the bridges and creek, an exclusive playground, parking lot improvements, and a dog park. This year's budget totals $3.1 million and will be funded by general obligation bonds. The city looks to fund another year of their water rebate program, which started in 2013. The program offers rebates in the form of water bill credits with the intent of encouraging the installation of water-efficient devices and appliances. Finally, the council will discuss a roughly $20,000 agreement to purchase overdose recovery kits. The funds are available from an earlier opioid settlement. Rodney Price, KNSS News. U.S. Representative Ron Estes tells KNSS News the 20 Republicans who held out voting for a Speaker of the House last week have legitimate concerns. In terms of how much money we're spending, how much are, we're increasing the debt, and, and how, do we, how do we put forth good Republican policies and make sure they get promoted, passed out of the House, and fought for to get passed through the Senate and signed by the President. House Republicans elected Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House during the weekend. Congressman Estes was a guest last night on the John Whitmer Show here on KNSS. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. Shocker basketball action yesterday. The Shocker men on the road, and we'll have highlights and reaction coming up in sports. One person hospitalized after being shot Saturday night in East Wichita. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted, now 8.08, eight minutes past 8 o'clock on this Monday morning. One person hospitalized after being shot Saturday night near Green and Mossman in East Wichita. The victim hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries. Police are still investigating what led to that shooting. Wichita police trying to determine why a car crashed into a home Saturday afternoon in the southwest part of the city. crash occurred in the 1400 block of South Martinson. Police say two people in the car when it crashed gave have minor injuries. A person inside the home was not injured. The husband of Anna Walsh, a missing Massachusetts mother of three, is under arrest and is being charged with misleading a police investigation. Fox's Drew Carides has more. Just one day after police said they were wrapping up their search efforts near the Walsh family property, investigators descended on the home for a third straight day this time going inside the couple's house and scouring the yard. Missing mother Anna Walsh and her husband Brian's three boys between the ages of two and six are now in state custody. Their father in police custody. The Norfolk County District Attorney's Office, which is taking the lead on the investigation, is not saying exactly how Brian Walsh allegedly misled authorities. Police say he reported his wife Anna missing this past Wednesday, three days after she was last seen at the couple's Cohasset home in the early morning hours of New Year's Day. And Walsh is expected to appear in court today. Investigators in Virginia are saying a six-year-old shot and critically wounded his teacher Friday. 
Fox's Christina Coleman has more. Police say the teacher, Abby Swerner, is now listed in stable condition. Her condition is improving after she suffered life-threatening injuries. The shooting happened at Richneck Elementary School Friday afternoon. It's unclear how the six-year-old boy gained access to a loaded gun or what exactly led up to the shooting. Police say there was an altercation of some kind. The altercation was between a six-year-old, the, the student uh, who did have the firearm, and the teacher, and then a round was fired. Um, like I said, she suffered a, a gunshot wound and has been transported to the hospital. That's where my thoughts and prayers are at right now. Police say this was not an accidental shooting in Newport News, Virginia. They did not say if they have been in contact with the boy's parents. The shooter is too young to be sent to the Department of Juvenile Justice if found guilty, but a judge could have him removed from his parents' custody. Now a look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We may see a few clouds drift across south-central Kansas this morning with a gradual clearing sky, sunny and near 55 later on today. We will be clear overnight, low 32, then partly sunny and a bit warmer on Tuesday with a high 58, cooler on Wednesday with a high 54. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now we have a few clouds, south wind at 12 miles per hour, 33 degrees with Stephen 10 in the morning here on KNSS. At 8.11, 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, just going back to traffic real quick, uh, we do have that traffic accident northbound on I-135 approaching K-96. We also have another one reported at uh, 13th and Glendale. That's just a little ways east of Oliver on 13th Street. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We may see a few clouds drift across south-central Kansas this morning with a gradual clearing sky, sunny and near 55 later on today. We will be clear overnight, low 32, then partly sunny and a bit warmer on Tuesday with a high 58, cooler on Wednesday with a high 54. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Yeah, 33 degrees now, 8-12. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And January is National Blood Donor Month. Here with more on the story, Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning. I would imagine. In fact, that we've probably done one or two stories on this in the past few months. That uh, you know, the, the, the blood supply is taking a hit here over this winter and this, this tough weather, right? Yes. Uh, the last weeks of 2022, with all of the the different you know severe weather. I mean, there was everything from you know flooding and tornadoes and. Uh, you know, severe thunderstorms and winter, you know, blizzards. I mean, you name it, we've we've seen it uh, across the country. And January, it's already the time of year that sees lower blood donations. As a matter of fact, that's why January is National Blood Donor Month. It's been that way since 1970 when it was you know, presidential proclamation for this. Um, so this past, you know, few weeks, there's been a lot of cancellations of blood drives because of, you know, the extreme weather that we've seen. Um, in just the eastern and midwestern states, there were more than 300 Red Cross blood drives canceled in the, in the you know, winter weather has canceled those in, in the, you know, end of 2022. Uh, that's about 9,000 potential donations that went uncollected. So to give you an idea of just the eastern and midwestern states, it's not you know counting the rest of them. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of donations that were that were missed out on. So it's already it's kind of a one-two punch of January already being you know a month that sees lower donations anyway on the heels of you know a lot of those events being canceled in late 2022. Now we've had some pretty good weather here over the past few days, but it's 
you can't you can't schedule some sort of a blood event and just say encounter the weather, especially here in Kansas. Uh, but what is the main reason people don't uh, donate blood? Uh, do you know, uh, Tonya? Is it just because they're afraid of needles or they don't have the time? What's a what's a good reason? All of those, all of the above. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, the Red Cross. If you go to visit uh, to redcrossblood.org, redcrossblood.org, um, or you call one eight hundred Red Cross, you can also get you know information there. But right on the front page of that website, it says urgent need for blood donors. You can actually put in your zip code and make an appointment to give blood. Right below that, it says, "Am I eligible to donate blood?" You can click on on that, you know, and it will tell you if you're eligible, how many times a year that you can actually, you know, donate. There's also uh, common reasons people can't donate. If you have other questions, uh, maybe you, like you said, are afraid of needles. If you, you know, think that you, you know, you aren't eligible. If you, you know, whatever, you're afraid you're going to faint. They actually have a frequently asked questions portion to address all of those, uh, you know, fears and worries and, and questions people have. There are some people that I know they have been recognized for giving gallons of blood. Is, is mm-hmm. there any is there any limit that, that doctors say maybe you shouldn't give any more? You've given enough. You know, any limits? <laughs> For whole whole blood donation, according to the Red Cross, whole blood, like you just take the whole, you know, like you give a pint of blood, yeah. you know, platelets and all. Um, the donation frequency is about every 56 days, which is up to about six times a year. Um, that's for the, you know, whole blood for platelet donation. That's every seven days. You can actually do that up to 24 times a year. Uh, there's also plasma donations. There's different, uh, you know, things that you can donate if you, you know, depending on, you know, what what your preference is, what they what they need, that kind of thing. I will say that uh, according to the Red Cross, donors of all blood types are needed, particularly type O, which is, of course, the blood group that hospitals use the most. Um, every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs a blood transfusion. So if you're, you know, wondering, well, is, is it really going to matter if I do this? Yes, that's the short answer. It is. Uh, and they are very, very careful and extensive with their screening process, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, they ask you all kinds of questions. They want to make sure that, you know, you have sufficient iron levels and that you weigh enough and that you're of the, the correct age. And, you know, they, they will, it's not just, okay, anybody come on in. You know, yeah, you, right. they, they do put you through a screening, yes. All right. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. And uh, happy new year to you, Tanya. Tanya J. Thank you. You too. News Radio, Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers with us this morning. January, National Blood Donor Month. And uh, if you if you can and you're willing, it might be something you want to do this year. 817, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And tell you what, it's been nice having a few days off, but it's always great to be back in here with uh, – with uh, Ted Woodward and Jad Chambers doing the morning show. Good to be back. 8-17, Stephen Ted. And uh, Ted Woodward's uh, here with the sports, as always. The Shocker basketball yesterday. And they went to Florida, Ted. Yeah, nice Tampa, Florida action yeah. yesterday for the Shockers. Matchup of two teams looking for their first conference win of the season. The Shockers visiting South Florida, a team the Shockers have played pretty well against in the past. It did not go well for the Shocks in the first 23 minutes of this game. Shocks were down by 14 points early in the second half and just had absolutely nothing going on. But somewhere along the line, the flip got the switch got flipped 
And the Shockers started making some shots. And I tell you what, one of the big spark plugs was Melvion Flanagan, the walk-on guard, coming off the bench and lighting it up for the Shocks. Mike Kennedy and Bob Hull had the call of the game on 103.7 KEYN. Rojas at the left elbow, handoff to Porter. Curling to the top, bounce pass down low to Poto, right side, out to Porter, over on the left wing, Flanagan for another three, got it again! Melvion Flanagan just going off here for the Shockers. He's got 16, that's his fourth tray, and it is a two-point ball game with 3.35 to go. And the Shockers would go on to uh, win that game by four points. 70-66 was the final score. Flanagan with that career-high 16 points. The Shockers outscored the Bulls 42-24 in the final 17 minutes. Especially strong down the stretch. The Shockers did not miss a shot in the final five minutes. Six for six from the field with a 19-8 run to finish the game. The Shockers had lost 11 straight games when trailing at halftime. It had been 11 months since the Shockers trailed at halftime and came back to win a game. Wow. Shockers win at 70-66. After the game, Bob Holes spoke with one of the Shocker stars, James Rojas. Looked like today, especially in the second half, you guys were determined to shut that faucet off and not let them get any second shots. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we emphasized it at halftime. They had nine offensive rebounds the first half. Uh, I'm not sure how many they ended up with in, in the second half, but uh, no, we emphasized that halftime. Everybody needs to crash down. Only two. Yeah, that's big time. Uh, we, we emphasized that the bigs were going to hit the bigs and get them out of there, and then everybody was going to crash down. So, I mean, I, we executed that for sure. And comments after the game from Shocker head coach Isaac Brown. You know, those guys stayed together. I think we got down 14. Um, they started to get some easy baskets. We wasn't taking care of the basketball. Uh, we tried to go into Kenny a lot in that second half, and he started to draw a lot of fouls. I thought that helped us because that made them not defend at the level they were defending at. And uh, when he started to get the ball inside, Melvion started to heat up and make some open shots. Um, those guys battled all night. So proud of them. We got to go back and work on that free throw line, though. And coach there talking about Kenny Poto as well, who had a double-double. 14 points, 10 rebounds. The Shockers get their first conference win of the season. They're now 8-8 eight and eight overall. We'll talk some college men's basketball tonight, the weekly edition of Hawk Talk with head Kansas men's coach Bill Self. That'll be at 6 o'clock tonight. On 97.5 and 1240 KFH, Jayhawks getting ready to host Oklahoma in Lawrence tomorrow night. Kansas is currently ranked number three in the nation. They're on an eight-game winning streak with a record of 14-1 and on the season. Pro football, the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, they won on Saturday afternoon in Las Vegas to finish up the regular season, a game you heard right here on KNSS. And that locked up the top seed in the conference for the Chiefs, which means... They don't have to play on the first weekend of the playoffs. They get to rest while everyone else plays. So that was a big deal for the Chiefs to get that win and get that first round bye. So the Chiefs will be in action in the playoffs two weekends from now against either the Jaguars, the Chargers, the Ravens, or the Dolphins. We will know by next Sunday night who the Chiefs' opponent will be in the playoffs. The Chiefs get to sit out this weekend and rest and let everyone else bang up against each other. Hockey action yesterday. The second place Wichita Thunder on the road at Tulsa taking on the Oilers. A tight one. The Thunder wins it 3-2 in a shootout. 5,600 fans at the game in Tulsa. As uh, Jay Dickman had the game-winning goal in the shootout for the Thunder. And Thunder goalie Strauss Mann stopped all three shots in the shootout and had 42 saves for the game. Hey, the Thunder has won eight of its last 11 games. Continues to play really good hockey. Indoor soccer action yesterday. The Wichita Wings won their road opener in Dodge City, beat the Kansas Bandits 6-4. to 
The Wings with three straight goals in the final 13 minutes to come back and win that game on the road. The Wings are now 2-1 and one on the season. Speaking of the Wings, happy birthday today to a former soccer player for the Wichita Wings, and he's the answer to a trivia question. Mike Ivanow of the Wings, goalie, is 75 years old today. He was going to be the first ever member of the Wichita Wings back in 1979. They were getting ready to sign this hotshot goalie, Mike Ivanow. But the paperwork they sent to his home misspelled his name. Therefore, there was a delay. In the meantime, the Wings signed a guy named Norman Piper, who became the first Wichita Wing. Mike Ivanow had to settle to be the second or the second, second wing. wing scored ever. But, uh, you know, a guy that pretty interesting player, and he's 75 today. Former Wichita Wings goalie Mike Ivanow is 75 today. He would have been the first Wichita Wings player ever, but they, got, they misspelled his name on the paperwork. <laughs> that is sports with Stephen Telwey. And, of course, the college football season comes to an end tonight. TCU taking on undefeated Georgia, and that will be at 6.30 this evening out in Los Angeles. FanDuel has Georgia as a huge two-touchdown favorite going into that one to win the national title again. That's sports with Stephen Ted. 8.23 now, Stephen Ted. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Sean says Republican leader must keep his promises. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Just before 8.30 p.m., corrections officers were summoned to a two-person cell by a 25-year-old male inmate in the cell. When they arrived, they found the other occupant, 62-year-old Gary Rayburn, unresponsive. He appeared to have been attacked and strangled. Corrections officers and EMS attempted life-saving measures, but Rayburn was deceased an hour later. An autopsy will be conducted. A suspect has been identified, but charges are pending. Rayburn was serving time for violations of the Kansas Offender Registration Act while in Sedgwick County. Prior to that, he served nearly 10 years for an aggravated kidnapping conviction from Neosho County. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Oklahoma's newly re-elected governor and other statewide elected officials are preparing to take their oaths of office. The inaugural ceremony is today on the south steps of the state capitol in Oklahoma City. Governor Kevin Stitt also planned to host a series of inaugural balls ahead of the ceremony. California was hit with more turbulent weather as thunderstorms, snow, and damaging winds swept into the northern part of the state. Sunday's system preceded another series of incoming storms this week that raised the potential for flooding, rising rivers and mudslides on soil already saturated after days of rain. In the state capital, more than 60,000 customers, down from more than 350,000, were without electricity after gusts topping 60 miles per hour knocked down power lines. Police in Houston want to question a restaurant patron who was caught on video shooting and killing a masked gunman who was attempting to rob the restaurant. Fox's Charles Watson has more. There are certainly a lot of questions about whether the shooting of an armed robber by a customer inside of a Houston restaurant was justified. And here's why. The armed man dressed in black pointing his gun at patrons as he demands they hand over their valuables. As the armed robber turns his back and walks towards the entrance, a customer, a man in the booth to the far left, pulls out a gun and fires nine times, shooting and killing the suspect. Most of the shots coming as the man was on the ground. Moments later, the customer who fired those shots takes the suspect's weapon and throws it at the wall after realizing the gun was plastic. He then returns stolen money to other customers before he's later seen throwing a cup at the lifeless suspect as he leaves the restaurant. The owner of the restaurant says he's thankful for the customer's actions and is calling him a hero. 
Police say the customer is not charged with any crime for the time being. Now look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Quiet weather for us here in Wichita early on with a few passing clouds. It'll be clearing today. Temperatures running about 10 degrees above average later on this afternoon. Our high 55, clear overnight, low 32, then sunny on Tuesday with a high 58 and a chance of light rain or light snow by late Wednesday night. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now a few clouds, 33 degrees. We have a south wind at 12 miles per hour. KNSS weather brought to you by the Monarch at 579 West Douglas. The Monarch will be closed for remodeling January 2nd to the 10th. For information and up-to-date events, go to monarchwichita.com. 8.35 now, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Steve and Ted, and time for entertainment news. Ted Woodward and the Blur this morning, Ted. He was a child star. Eight is enough actor. Adam Rich died in Los Angeles at the age of 54. This report from the Associated Press. I bet nobody ever called you the baby of the family. Adam Rich was America's little brother on Eight is Enough, which aired in the late 1970s. He also had parts on Code Red and Dungeons and Dragons. His publicist says Rich had a type of depression that defied treatment, which led him to experimental cures after several run-ins with the law related to alcohol and drugs. The Los Angeles coroner's office is investigating the cause of Rich's death, but it is not considered suspicious. I'm Margie Zaroleta. Let's take a look and see how the box office fared during the first whole weekend of the new year. A sci-fi sequel keeps its grip on the weekend box office for a fourth week. The way of water connects all things. Before your birth and after your death. Avatar, The Way of Water, selling $45 million worth of tickets to surpass $500 million in domestic sales and $1.7 billion globally. It's now the seventh biggest movie of all time worldwide. An evil doll horror flick is off to a killer start. Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. Is that a doll? Model 3 generative. Android. Megan, for short. I can't believe you made this. Megan debuts with a better than expected $30.2 million in ticket sales to claim the number two spot. In third place, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, with just over $13 million in ticket sales. Kathleen Maloney, Fox News. Here we are on the 9th of January. It's January 9th, and this is your Fox Daily Snapshot. It's Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. It's a day meant to honor the public service of all the men and women across the country in such a dangerous and underappreciated profession. Also on this date, in 1493, Italian explorer Christopher Columbus made one of his first discoveries as he saw three mermaids which he described as not as half as beautiful as they're painted while sailing near the Dominican Republic. In reality, they were three manatees. Baseball officially bans Pete Rose from being elected to the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York for betting on the game in 1991. If it's your birthday today, you share it with... Rocker David Johansson of the legendary punk band group The New York Dolls, but you may know him better by his alter ego, Buster Poindexter, born in 1950. And the Duchess of Cambridge, Kate Middleton, born in 1982. I'm Tushar Saxena, and that's your Fox Daily Snapshot. It's Taco Tuesday Eve. 
Let's get up close with a celebrity. The Fox Celebrity Profile with actor and restaurateur Danny Trejo, who recently joined Chef Gordon Ramsay for a taco challenge on Fox's Hell's Kitchen. Did you always agree? Was there plenty of, you know, differences of opinion when it came to the contestants' work? Well, absolutely, because because I, I know he's a master chef, but hey, I'm the taco king. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we both agreed you know, on, on, on certain things. And for me, it's like, it's, you know, how easy is it to eat like oatmeal doesn't go good in a taco you know what i mean <laughs> contestants creativity did wow him we had a, a thai split taco we had a, a kind of an italian so they were really creative it took quite a deal to win I'll, I'll tell you that much the person that wins is like a like a real champ that's definitely going into our recipe in, in our our menu oh Fantastic. So it's featured at Trejo's Tacos. Ashley Devorkin, Fox News. Let's see what's going on in the world of gaming. Fox Bits. Your insider's cheat code to gaming. I'm Eamon Dignam. PlayStation, the big winner at this week's CES, finally catching up to Xbox with their Project Leonardo, a controller built specifically to help those with disabilities play games. The controller sort of looks like a sliced-up bunt cake with a joystick at the bottom. CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, Jim Ryan. Project Leonardo is highly customizable, thank you, and works out of the box, providing a robust kit of swappable components and a suite of software options on PS5. Xbox beating them in that department since 2018 with their own adaptive controller. And Sony's long international nightmare is over. Jim Ryan also saying that the company has sold 30 million units and... Everyone who wants a PS5 should have a much easier time finding one at retailers globally. The console launched in 2020 during the coronavirus pandemic and supply chain issues, specifically chips, made it hard to find in stores. That's Fox Bits for Fox News. Got a couple of movie anniversaries today. 70 years ago on this day, it was released in Wichita movie theaters. Androcles and the Lion, based on the old George Bernard Shaw play of the same name. Gene Simmons, Victor Mature, Alan Young, Robert Newton, Maurice Evans, Elsa Lanchester, Reginald Gardner, Gene Lockhart, good old cast. Jim Backus played a centurion. <laughs> Woody Strode played the Lion. Struther Martin played a Roman soldier. Interesting casting going on in that movie. Harpo Marx was originally signed to play Androcles, but they filmed for a little more than a month, and the director didn't like the results, and they got rid of him. Ended up uh, hiring Alan Young for the lead, and Harpo was replaced. George Sanders was meant to play Julius Caesar, but couldn't get out of another commitment. Androcles of the Lion came out in Wichita Movie Theaters 70 years ago on this day. 25 years ago on this day, it came out in Wichita movie theaters. Wag the Dog, political satire, black comedy film. Have you seen this? Yeah, I did. It's an, it's an interesting movie. Yeah. Directed by Barry Levinson, starring Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro. The plot is a spin doctor and a Hollywood producer fabricate a war in Albania trying to distract American voters from a presidential sex scandal. Uh, ahead of its time? Yeah. Yeah. Not much ahead. No. The film came out one month before the Bill Clinton-Monica Lewinsky scandal and the bombing of a pharmaceutical factory in Sudan by the Clinton administration, <laughs> which prompted the media to draw comparisons between the film and well. reality. So, yeah. The film grossed... Uh, they, they made it for $15 million. It grossed $64 million. Well received by critics. They liked it. Dustin Hoffman got an Oscar nomination for Best Actor. So uh, 
an interesting old movie. And yep. it's a little bit prescient of actual things that were going on. Right. Let's see, Bob, we said Bob De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Anne Hesch, the late Anne Hesch was in it, Dennis Leary, Willie Nelson, Andrea Martin, Kirsten Dunst, William H. Macy, Craig T. Nelson, John Michael Higgins, Woody Harrelson, J- Jim Belushi, <laughs> Everybody. Merle Haggard. Yeah, it had a great old cast. So if you want to check out that movie, Wag the Dog, it came out in Wichita Theaters 25 years ago on this day. Last night on 60 Minutes, the big Prince Harry interview, of course his book coming out, Anderson Cooper read an excerpt from Prince Harry's book about his confrontations with Prince William. You write about a, a contentious meeting you had with him in 2021. You said, I looked at Willie, really looked at him, maybe for the first time since we were boys. I took it all in. His familiar scowl, which had always been his default in dealings with me, his alarming baldness more advanced than my own, his famous resemblance to mummy, which was fading with time, with age. It's pretty cutting. I don't see it as cutting at all. Um, you know, my brother and I love each other. I love him deeply. There has been a lot of pain between the two of us, especially the last six years. Um, None of anything that I've written and anything I've included is ever intended to hurt my family. But it does give a full picture of the situation as we were growing up. And also squashes this idea that somehow my wife was the one that destroyed the relationship between these two brothers. Prince Harry last night on 60 Minutes on CBS. It's entertainment news in the blur with Steve and Ted. Hey, coming up Thursday night, the movie Plane with Gerard Butler. Going to have a pre-screening, sneak preview at the Boulevard Theater at Town West Square. Coming up Thursday night at 7 o'clock, and we've got some four packs of tickets to give away this week to lucky listeners. So if you want to win those tickets, call me now, 869-1330, and we'll get you some uh, four packs to go see a sneak preview of Plane Thursday night out at the Boulevard Theater. Coming up, our Wichita Business Journal update, positive Wichita job prediction for 2023. Stephen Head in the morning on KNSS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS 849 here on a Monday morning. Ted, somebody's going to the movies, right? Yeah, the sneak preview in the movie Plane on Thursday night at the Boulevard Theater. Uh, Chad and Ben both got four packs of tickets. We'll be giving away more tickets tomorrow and Wednesday, so stay tuned for your chance to win. Three big things now. Three. Basketball, Wichita State 70, South Florida 66. Two. Extreme weather brings a 10-cent increase in gas prices nationwide over the holidays. To an average of three thirty-seven a gallon. One. President Biden completes a four-hour visit to the southern border. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. Okay, we have an abandoned vehicle now, southbound I one thirty-five, pretty close to the ramp to fifty-third Street North. That's the area that we're talking about there. So again, that's a uh, stalled-out vehicle, southbound I one thirty-five, thirty-fifth Street North. Or sorry, fifty-third. Street North traffic update 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. 
Sunny today with a high of 55 degrees, mostly clear tonight. The overnight low 30. Tuesday, mostly sunny. Tomorrow's high, 58 degrees. Now a few clouds, 33 degrees. We have a south wind at 12 miles per hour. Stocks closed out the week last week on a, on a high note. Uh, S&P 500 closing up 87 points Friday. Dow up uh, 701. NASDAQ composite added 264. And uh, this morning, we're looking at uh, the Dow up 122 points. S&P is up 28, and the NASDAQ is up 141 points, Ed. Let's take a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. A Wichita manufacturer wants to pull from industrial revenue bond money to help pay for a project to expand facilities and add jobs. JR Custom Metal Products will seek as much as $1.45 million from a previously approved bond request of up to $1.6 million. That's according to city documents. The company wants to use the bond proceeds for a 12,000-square-foot addition to the paint facility at its campus near West Street and Kansas Highway 42. The expansion designed to increase the amount of finished product JR Custom can deliver. The aerospace manufacturing industry is expected to give a lift to Wichita's job picture this year. In spite of forces that could slow overall growth, Wichita State University's Center for Economic Development and Business Research released an updated employment forecast Friday. The report said that durable goods manufacturing should lead growth, adding more than 1,100 jobs as the aerospace industry continues its growth momentum. The forecast projects the Wichita metropolitan area to have one of the most robust growth rates in the state with 2,900 new jobs overall in 2023, a 1% annualized increase. For the first time in more than two decades, Wichita State University's Kansas Small Business Development Center has a new leader. The university announcing Brandy Willett is the next Kansas SBDC Regional Director. Marcia Stevens has led the center since 1999. She is retiring. That's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Another uh, Mega Millions drawing. Another night without a big winner. Mm. Up. Yep, no one was uh, no one hit all six numbers and won the estimated nine hundred forty million dollar jackpot, Ooh. pushing the lottery prize to an estimated one point one billion dollars. A billion now. The next drawing tomorrow night. Prize is now the third largest in U.S. history. Jeepers! Numbers drawn late Friday were three twenty forty six fifty nine sixty three and gold mega ball thirteen. How about that? Wow, over a billion. Hey, Seattle's public schools are suing major social media companies like TikTok and Facebook, claiming they're contributing to a mental health crisis among students. The lawsuit filed last week in U.S. District Court says social media has contributed to anxiety, depression, and cyberbullying, forcing schools to spend money on more resources and mental health professionals. Tech giants like uh, Google, Meta, and uh, TikTok are all named defendants in the suit. Dumb lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're trying to just make a point there, probably, Ted. All right, Steve and Ted in the morning here. I, I, I don't know if I – I didn't tell you this, but last Friday, Shelly, uh, Miss St. Shelly had some dental work done. And uh, I was her uh, I was her carekeeper there for half mm-hmm. a day. Yeah. Making sure everything was okay, you know, I was taking the medicine and everything. And had the occasion to actually do a little laundry, which I know is highly unusual. But she shouted down the stairs at me and told me what to do. So I was okay. <laughs> but she's recovering well. Good, good. And uh, she's doing well. She's going up and at them, as you might say. Today is National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. 
Uh, time to show officers we understand how difficult their job is, can be. National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. And we do appreciate the job they do. All right, Ted, good to be back here. At, at yeah, the, welcome uh, back. At the, at the, at the radio at the week Ted show. Always fun to do the, the show, and here we are. Uh, it should be a fun week. I mean, the, we, the weather looks like it's going to be really nice this week for, for January. And uh, we get some stuff to talk about this week, some good stuff. Uh, this is, by the way, Steve and Ted's show number 6,329. Yeah, 25 years yeah. plus. 25 years this last week. We celebrated. shows. We pointed out uh, last week that uh, we had done 300 shows together. And uh, no, no more than that. 25 years together. I'm sorry. And we got a lot of nice Facebook uh, response. And thank you, folks. Yeah, thank you. For all of you who said to put in such nice things about Steve and Ted. And um, people who say, you know, uh, never miss a show. Listen every day. So we've. Can't, can't Love to hear that. that. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, that's all for today, I guess. Uh, we want to thank you for listening and stay tuned for Glenn Beck, Dana Last Show, news updates all day. Stephen Ted of the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Wichita. Now we're looking for a high today of 55 degrees. Normal high for this date's around 43. So we're going to a lot be there'll be a lot warmer than normal. Right now we got a few clouds and 33 degrees. Have a south wind at 12 miles per hour. So. Have a good one. We'll see you back here tomorrow, same time, same station. Stephen Ted of the Morning on KNSS. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.